Welcome to another episode of Compa Financial Therapy. I am Danny. And I am Mike, your compadres with financial stories. How are you doing? I'm good, Danny. How are you, bro? Eh, okay. Is the heat getting to you? No, it was cold today. All right. It was it's good. Like it's going to rain. That's true. Yeah. Well, it kind of rained the other day, but it was just messed up my car and that's it. You haven't washed it, huh? Yeah. Now I have to wash it because I just messed it up. <laughs> I heard it's good to wash it when it rains. Uh, it's supposed yeah. to keep some of the dirt off and all that stuff. Um, I don't know about that. You know what's the go with the car wash guy told me? You gotta me. use soap. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but not Don detergent or... Oh, no, no, you mess up your... your, your well, I used to wash my mom's car when it's the laundry detergent. Oh, it probably faded the paint, right? Yeah, I think he took off the gloss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he used up the gloss. No. Mom you don't want to so, do that. Mommy so caso. I told him, I was like... Pero yo que sé. Está barato. That's the hood, man. <laughs> um, On the grass, huh? Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about buying homes. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you had experience of buying a home not too long ago, and I think we could we could talk a little bit about what's the process, what to look for, right. uh, what's the experience. You know, of course, after you do your savings and you have your security funds and you pay off most of your your debt, your debt, then the steps that if you want to be a homeowner, because right. not everybody wants to be a homeowner. That's true. And some people prefer to be a rental. Forever, huh? Forever. Um, there's a pluses and minuses to to both. I and mean, as a renter, you never have to worry about making any repairs. That's true. The but maintenance is done by a landlord, huh? The maintenance My is done by a landlord. used to be the landlord, eh? <laughs> but the downside is that they could kick you out whenever they want. Not right now, though. Oh, not right now, no. Not right now. But once that the, the pandemic is over, then they could kick you out. Start evicting people, huh? Yeah. It's getting hard for, for landlords to evict. Now you gotta have a reason to evict them, but you know, if you have a good contract, you could always find a loophole right. to make that they're violating certain clause in your contract, but it is getting contract. more difficult, yeah. Okay. I think it's, it's up in the court right now, right? If they're gonna do the evictions or not? Well, the, fe the feds, uh, US Supreme Court says they can't right. do it, but the state is still saying you can, so. We'll, we'll see where that we'll goes. See how that goes huh? I, I don't think it should um, prevent people from from evicting. I mean, it gets a little personal. I, I think what should have done is, if the government really, which now they're doing, I think they they should have been paying the rent for the tenants rather than the government. Yeah, it's a lot of money though. Where are they gonna get that money from? Well, I mean, why does a little mama pop pop landlord have to cover the the burden for the government and for the tenants? True. You know, and that's the thing that. When they, they put these moratoriums, yeah, it's helping the tenants. The banks still have to pay uh, or collect their, their mortgage, and they don't give you a leeway. And in some cases, they do it, I think, if you were hit really hard. But still, the bank and the government itself is still expecting their property taxes. They're still right. expecting their, for you to pay the insurance. They're still expected to pay all that. So where is the landlord supposed to get the money for that? Right. The other argument I could see from people is, we talked about, Get paying right the landlords right. is they have a lot of money for I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this but for the homeless people right yeah. there's there's a billions of dollars for the homeless to house them to provide them but por qué no for the other people who are maybe once in their lifetime now having a, a, a hardship right because my experience with government when where when it comes to welfare or, or assistance it's either you're super poor right but nothing in that borderline. Right. I, I could tell you from, from, from experience of people that I know that 
you know, I knew this one person where, at one time where, you know, the, the, there was medical issues and, and stuff, and the wife didn't have insurance that, that covered. So the person went to go get assistance, and what ended up happening? Well, your husband works. Right. You can't, um, you don't qualify. Right. So what did the guy ended up doing? He ended up quitting his job just to get the benefits. Just to get the benefits. The benefits. And because, and he and he wasn't working like full time job. It was like a part time job. Damn. And but just because he had a part time job, it was too much money, so he didn't qualify. That so sucks. it sucks. So same. That's why you either got to be super poor and homeless. Right. But if you're in that borderline homeless, you, it doesn't, you can't, doesn't count. They won't help you. I remember one time somebody um. They had co contacted the uh, community, a uh, county resource, mm -hmm. and the person said, "Hey, I just got, I just got kicked out. I'm homeless now." And the response was, "You have, in order for us to help you, you have to be homeless for one year." One year. For one year before we can help you out. Wow. See. And see now the person that in what I was thinking like, dude, that person has to be homeless for one year, getting deep into homelessness, before they can offer him services. And then what happens with that person? Because you're out on the street. Right. It's a whole different. It, it's, you know, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, you probably start getting into you know drugs and to cope and alcohol. That's not good, right? And that's why I was thinking. I was like, dude. So you want this person to be homeless for a year? Adding all those things you just said, going to go into maybe a depression, right? Anxiety could start doing alcohol and marijuana. And maybe I only needed just a little bit yeah. hand to get them through, to get them back on their feet. Would have made a big difference. And the other kicker was. He'll get the help after one year, but even to get housing for homeless can take another year, two years, three years. So, I don't know. I don't know either. You gotta create a system, Danny. We gotta create a different system where, for those who are about to experience homelessness, yeah. help them not to go to that right. that route. You know, once you're there, it's harder to jump back. It is, it's harder. You know, so prevent them to, from going there. and. It's not an easy solution, but I mean, it's something that the government needs to take take control. But it shouldn't be just a state level; it should be a national level, right. because it's happening in every state in the United States that they're experiencing homelessness. But there's more in some states than others, right. so it should be a balance. And I know this is, we're getting a little bit off topic, but just a little fact, in case you guys wanted to know. But what happens is California offers a lot of housing, right? Mm -hmm. And what happens is people from different states, they, come. they, they start coming. So yeah. the whole homelessness thing is not going to be fixed. No. People start coming to California because they hear free housing, free housing in California. Just show up. They'll give you housing. That's why it's supposed to be a uh, national level. Right. If everybody gets equal distribution, everybody has equal um, possibilities of, of, of accessing these services, right. then it, w it wouldn't be as big of a problem. It would still be a problem, but I think it would be more manageable right. per state. Some states are a lot colder than others. So California has beautiful weather year-round. Yeah. We get, what, 50 weeks of summer, two mm -hmm. weeks of winter? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Do a Can't beat that. <laughs> but, so let's talk about how uh, buying a house. So right. let's say you buy, you want to buy a house. Uh, typically, they want 20% down. First-time home buyers. Depending on which loan you go through, right? Which type of home loan you get? Well, conventional loans. Okay. Okay, because uh, military loans or what, what they call VA loans. The VA loans, yeah. Uh, what do they ask for? They ask for a zero down. You can actually put zero down. Oh, really? Zero down. But you, that doesn't mean you're not going to pay for the, uh, the, 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 the closing PMI? cost. You don't have a PMI oh, with no. the VA loan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
because it's guaranteed by the VA. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, like guess they're kind of like co-signing. Yeah, co-signing yeah. the loan for you and putting the down payment for you. Yeah, so there's no PMI. You don't have to pay that. Nada de eso. No down payment. If, if you want to put a down payment, obviously, it'll benefit you. It'll bring your payments down a little bit, but you don't have to put anything down. That's not a bad deal. Not at all. So how come, why don't a lot of people take advantage of the VA loan? Is there a disadvantage? You want to tell you what the VA, what the problem with the VA is? Yeah. Lack Maybe of, they could fix it. Lack of information. But just people don't know about it? People don't know about it. The VA doesn't make you aware of it. You really have to do your research. You really have to go investigate, talk to people, talk to other people, ask, ask. Is it ask. very difficult to do? It's not. But if you don't know that you have to look for something, the whole this. So if somebody wants to get information, they could contact us and you'll guide them to the process? You can do that, yeah. Or you can contact a local VA and they will give you the amenders at the VA hospitals or clinics. They have little booklets and it tells you like all the benefits that they have. And then also based on what percentage disability you're rated at from zero to a hundred percent. And each one will tell you like at zero percent you qualify for this or whatever. 10% you qualify for this. Uh, zero percent you qualify, your, your kids can go to college for free or they pay a large amount of it. 10% you qualify for this. 30% I think is when you start getting more benefits. For example, computers, suits, um, uh, ¿cómo se llama? Like they'll train you también, rehabilitation time. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can get more stuff. The higher the rating, the better. So. More benefits. The, it's not the better because that means they're injured, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the better for the benefits, but it's not the better for the person because that means oh, yeah. you, you're probably injured and not yeah. good for you Correct. physically, but good for your or family mentally, and yeah. Your, or mentally, yeah. Because even like, let's say you want a free dental. In order to get free dental, and this was based on a, a few years back, I don't know what it's now. In order to get free dental from the VA, you have to be 100% dis uh, rated disabled. Oh, wow. So imagine 100% disability. That's no. when you get dental. I'll pay the $25 at the, down the street for dental check. <laughs> you know, I think if you serve the military, you know, you give your four, eight years of your life defending the country. I don't think veterans should be relying on nonprofit organizations. They shouldn't have to rely on on charity or any of that. If if you give your life to the government, right. the government should take care of it. Right. I know I'm not going to be popular in that with the government, but I think that's my opinion that, hey, you gave up either, especially if you got injured, you gave right. up a good part of your body, your soul, your mind, whatever. They should be helping you for the rest of your life. You would think that they would help you out, right? They go, it's a lack of information, right? But oh, let me interrupt you. I think, I don't think we let our viewers know that you served our military and thank you for our service. Uh, you were, I don't know if you want to say the, the uh, branch that you served in, but you know, that's why you know so much about the military side. Yes. So yeah, I served in the Marines okay. from 2001, 2005, right? And there is a disconnect from when you leave the military and you transition over to the VA, the VA takes over once you're done, right? The military, obviously, when you're in the military, they take care of you. Once you're done, then you transition over to the VA if you qualify. But you would think that they're, they would offer more information, and I think that's where they're lacking. They don't provide a lot of information. Is it because they don't want to, or is it why is there that dis disconnect? Because the, inf the inf stuff is there, just, I guess you, you say people don't know about it, but why is that? I'll give you an example. The same day that Michael Jackson died, I ended up with bronchitis. And I didn't even know I had bronchitis. I was in bed Friday, Saturday, so I think it was like June 25th, I'll go see. 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And my wife kept waking me up and giving me medication every couple of hours. And I would just sleep, 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 sleep. On Monday, I went to work. And I told my boss, like, dude, I don't feel good. Can you please let me go home? I, don't, I feel like crap. I come back home and I sleep and my wife called the VA. At this point, I had already been out of the military for four years, right? My wife called the VA and she's like, hey, can you guys see my husband? He doesn't have health insurance. Uh, but he served with you guys. And this is when we found out that I had free health care for the rest of my life. Wow. Four years after. Four years. I didn't, I didn't even know. So I went to the VA. I'm like, dude, you guys never told me this. The person, the representative from the VA said, the military should have told you that. I don't think that's true. Because it's the VA that's taking care of me. Yeah, I probably the VA should say, "Hey, you're you're no longer serving. Welcome to, you know, civilian life, right. and these are your benefits that we offer you." Right. You. But they didn't. Probably to save money because it took you four years to figure it out. So how much money did they save? Because you would have gone to the doctor. I would have gone to the doctor a lot of times, several times, yeah. once a year at least, you know, for a physical. But yeah. little dedo in the eye. See, I'm sneezing. <laughs> I'm sneezing a little bit louder than you. Know. <laughs> So they don't they don't tell you it. I don't know. I've heard a lot of different stories. I don't want to put too wow. much out there. But I had a friend that worked out there. He's well. Hopefully they change that because I know they're trying to clean up the the issues with the VA and they're trying to get more information out there. Well, hopefully they they, they fix that. They have cleaned up the VA. I will tell you this. I think in two thousand eight I, I saw a big change. Before I used to see like a lot of homeless people outside of the VA. Now they changed it a lot. So I don't see homeless people out there. They were moved to downtown. Uh, some of them moved to downtown. Yes, you're right about that. But then some of them moved. I think they found housing for them. They started creating programs for housing. Okay. Right. And I think some of those programs are even for permanent housing. So mm -hmm. first, there's like transitional housing, emergency housing, and then they have more permanent housing. Wow. So, and to bring it back, I mean, now they have, I don't know if they had it before, but now I was made aware that they do have like a VA guarantee um, home loan that they help with. And, and that's your experience when you bought your house, you use the VA. Yeah. Now, so the process is simple. You go online, you submit your paperwork, and you're entitled to buy any type of house? So or, you can actually- Or only certain areas, or how does that work? So you can buy, so you go in, into the VA, they have a website, I think it's under My Healthcare, I'll go see, and you have to print out what's called the Certificate of Eligibility, right? And so there's three type of people that qualify, current active service members, and then you have veterans, people that are no longer serving, and you have surviving spouses. Right. The f and then with the, uh, uh, there's certain criteria that you meet, right? For, I think for veterans and active members, you have to have served X amount of time, depending if it's wartime. I think it's 90 days in wartime, but we've been in war for 20 years. forever. Yeah, 20 years straight. So pretty much a lot of people will qualify for that one. But if it's peacetime, it'll be, I think you have to have served 181 days. Then you, you put in your certificate of eligibility, you print it out from the VA um, website. And that will help you get the loan because that, it guarantees now that the VA is covering you and you qualify for that loan. So lenders will help you out. But you go to any neighborhood or is only certain neighborhoods, you, do you have to go like to the hood or do you gotta go to Beverly Hills? What can you buy, anything? Or is there a limit, there's not a limit? So the VA says there's no limit, but it also depends on how much you're making, right? Also they base it on your yeah, personal income. on your income también. They say que no, but it is. Because I remember the first time I went, I went through one company, one lender, um, and they said, oh, you qualify for this much. And in the area we're looking for, Alley County, can I see that? Mm -hmm. Alley County. Yeah. Alley County, right. Southern, Southern California. Southern California. Expensive. They said, you qualify for this? I'm like, but that's like nothing. Can you push it to this? They're like, yeah, we'll add another 10,000 more. So we're looking around and that didn't work. So I called them again. I said, can you push it more? They're like, we'll push it to another 15 more. I'm like, all right. 
but then that still wasn't enough. So we ended up going, um, we ended up finding a realtor who worked with the lender who has um, experience with VA, and she put, she was able to get us a okay. higher amount, yeah. Almost $100,000 more oh, wow. Big than the other company, yeah. Big difference. Yeah, and they were even able to push that, they even told us they can bring it up about 115,000 more. Okay, now, I, I guess the, 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 on the private side, you, you you still have to get pre-qualified. So in your case, you got that that letter, right? The certificate that's equivalent to getting pre-qualified? The certificate of eligibility lets the lenders know that you qualify for a VA loan. But then you still have to get pre-qualified with the lender there as far as the amount? Correct. Yeah. You still okay. have to do that. So you gotta provide all your debt. So once you get past that, then you go to your lender, hopefully you find one that knows how to deal with VA. Yeah, get one that, that, that has experience with the VA. Because they'll, make, it they'll make a big difference. Because people tell you, oh, I have experience. Like, no, you don't, you no. don't know. You one that really, really knows yeah. how to process them. Good point, right. I think. So once you have that, then, uh, and on and, and the private side, you get your pre-qualification as far as. Right. This way you know what to go look for. Right. And, and I think that's, that's important to state because I think when we first started looking for homes, we weren't even pre-qualified. We were just looking for homes on, on uh, Realtor.com, Zillow, whatever, Redfin. But that's not the correct way to go about it. No. You have to be pre-qualified before you go looking at because, houses. Yeah, you, you could go to Beverly Hills and like, no, I can't afford that. Right. Or you go, you know, so you got to know where, what's your budget and then kind of look at the areas and see if that's really a realistic budget that you're right. looking for. Because if it's not, then you're looking in the wrong neighborhood. And you're also wasting the realtor's time. People don't even want to talk to you when you go in an open house, like you're not even pre-qualified. Exactly. You don't even know what you qualify for. Exactly. So once you get pre-qualified, you... Um, and, and know how much you're able to buy, then you can start focusing on a na specific neighborhood. Right. What are the things that you learn that when you were buying a house that you need to look for? I, I have a couple ideas what I tell people, what to look for, what not to look for, what not to be worried about. So when they're blindly, it was our first home, a lot of people, I think we didn't ask, we should, also, we should have also asked other people like, hey, can you give me some advice? People that already have experience, I don't know if I came to you. I don't think I did no. come to you. You just told me you already found one. Yeah. Mistake number one. Okay. Mistake number one. Because I would have told you what to look for, what not to look for. Right. And I think you told me, like, bad house, right? You said yeah. bad purchase, get rid of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for us, one thing we were looking for is um, we wanted to look for a school that's close to our kid's school. So the does. We didn't want to be traveling far. Did so check if the house was haunted? No. It's a funny story about that. <laughs> so we had some friends come over, and they told us that there's an old man who's deceased just looking at our house. I was like, oh, there's a spirit back there looking. But they were messing with you though? No, they weren't. <laughs> no, really? Or? Yeah, they told us. Like, well, oh, what are they, they, like, brujos or what are they? Or how did they see the guy? That they have a, a special power, a sixth sense. I don't know if you want to have them as friends. <laughs> you know? I don't know, you've been to my house, huh? You see the red door yeah. in the back? Like, if you look at that brick wall, there's, for some reason, the brick wall stopped and there's a red door. But that's part of those duendes, man. Well, she said there was an older guy that's there. He's deceased and he just, he's just a curious old man that looks. They need to call the ghost whisperer to come in, you know, to the see house see. and walk, <laughs> him to, walk him to the other side, right? Sakase. Like in that show. Go back home. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, some people do. One thing we haven't done, which we usually do, is um, bless our home. But uh, with the whole pandemic, though, we, the churches weren't open, and I think they're, they're finally back open. Or but not. you can do your own blessing. Yeah. Just get the holy water and pray in all the corners. And or some sage. Sage, I or think. marijuana. But that I mean, that's sage. getting into like the black spirit of stuff. See, see, but, see, see. Um, so okay. that, is, that is a funny story that somebody told me about the, the red door in the back. I said, okay. I don't know. I think they were just messing with you, man. I didn't buy it. 
The would home you, I bought. Would, would you buy a house if you knew somebody had died there? So we have another story about that. On your house? No, not, different not our house, a different house. We had looked at another house. Oh, yeah, you, you did tell me about it. Hey, would you buy a house? And I guess you didn't buy it then, right? I didn't care. But your My wife cared. cared. My wife, uh, she loves that I talk about it every time. So we had looked at this house in, in a city nearby. And she was like, there's something about this house. I said, it's nice. I like it. She's like, no, there's something else about it. I said. She had a bad feeling about it? She had it? a bad feeling. I said, Dude, oh, God. Bueno, pues. So we called the realtor. And my wife was like, ask her if anybody died there. But there's a place in California. If anybody dies within three years, three years yeah. they, they, have have to to, they have to disclose it. Right. So we call the realtor at 8 o'clock at night. And we're like, hey, Rosa, can you do me a favor? I said, can you ask the owners if anybody's died in the house? She's like, hey, Mike, uh, just so you're aware, they have to disclose within three years if anybody's passed. She's like, it's kind of weird for me to ask them, but let me call you back. Within 10 minutes, she called him back. She's like, hey, that was a kind of weird question for me to ask them. But they want me to let you know that somebody died there like 15 years ago. Yeah. Wow. So your wife is kind of like a bruja then. I've always told her, I'm like, I've always told her. She's like, well, she kind of sense it. She did. She's like, I got a bad feeling. We went to go see the house. There was something. I was like, Come on, yeah, we're gonna get subscribers. Like, they can, hey, come and see, check out our house. See if it's, you, you feel any <laughs> bad ghosts? She's gonna be the ghost whisperer. Huh? She's gonna be like, uh, what is it that uh, that star that went and was it Jennifer Love Hewitt? Did she? Yeah, she, that was her show. That she would go to places and she would see the ghosts and she uh, would hop uh, and walk over. Maybe that could be your wife, man. Real yeah. life. Yeah, that might be her side hustle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk to her about it. Yeah. So we let the house go because of that. Yeah. And, it, and it was it was uh, the guy committed suicide. Yeah right outside the, our, like, what would have been our bedroom window. My wife's like, nope. I purchased a property once where I knew the person that committed suicide. See? And, you know, against my wife's, like, no, don't buy it. The same thing, I guess, the wife's don't want to afraid of it. I, go, see, see. I ended up tearing down the property to build something new, but before it tore it down, it was being rented, and the renters there, they would complain, like, hey, we're hearing noises, what we're hearing this. It's like, mm, I don't know about this, and yeah. But uh, yeah, really? we, we tore it down, and then once we tore it down again, you know, we went and had the land blessed. And when we, we took the priest, the priest was like, "I never done this before, but okay, I'll do it." Really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then after the building was built, we had it blessed again. And but uh, yeah, I, I I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere along the line, it's a house. It's probably somebody died at one point or another. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think too. At some point, somebody, some a lot of these houses would have had somebody that passed away or nearby. Yeah, yeah. But I would buy a house if somebody passed away. Yeah. I think key things when you're buying a house, you need to look for is that the structure of the house is sound, meaning right. your foundation, um, the the walls are not buckling, or the you know the doors they're not getting stuck, or windows you know getting stuck because they are then there could be some foundation issues right so uh, you know when we were looking for a house it took us a while because my, my wife was speaking in, in the area and i was speaking as far as like i i didn't want like houses with alleys or in the corner right, right. and that was just me because you know having an alley that's just another area where somebody could jump over and get into the house or a corner house there's right. more access to your house so i was looking for a specific house in the middle of a block no alleys in the back and so that's why it took us a while but key things is floor plan 
right? Make sure the floor plan is what you like. Because I have, I have had known people where they buy a house, oh, I don't like the kitchen in this location, or I don't like this bedroom because you got to go through these rooms right, to right. get to it. And you got to look the floor plan because that is very difficult to change. Right. Um, expensive items to fix are kitchens and bathrooms. So you, if you don't have money to go and get the whole house, you want to have Shit, at right. least enough to where you could do a basic remodel on that. But as far as colors, because I've, I've had friends where it says, oh, I don't like this house because the color of the living room was... Yeah, but that's easy. You paint, that's an easy fix. Easy fix. Color, carpets and floorings, easy fix. Right. And personally, I like to give my own taste to the home that I'm living in right, rather right. than somebody else's, like, oh, we painted in here, move in. So those those are like easy fix. Same thing with landscaping, you know. You, could change, you could change the grass, flowers. I've had people like, oh, I don't like this house because it has a really ugly tree. Well, shopped up the <laughs> tree, you know. But the house for is that, huh? yeah, yeah. But Damn. big ticket items like, if you don't want a swimming pool, swimming pool, no swimming pool, you know. Right. Th those are difficult th items to remove or change. Right, right. Uh, we wanted something with the pool, the nice backyard. That was another thing that we were looking for. It's closer to school, uh, to school. the kids' school. Enough bedrooms for all of us, and a nice backyard because we like hanging out outside. Yeah, we're outside people. But yeah. with the pandemic, now we're inside. Yeah. I mean, there's advantage of having a large yard versus a, a small yard. Right. You know, the advantage, yeah, when you want to be outside, when you have family over, large backyard, right. and swimming pool is great. The disadvantage, if you don't have a gardener and you have to do the yard work, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. That's why <laughs> I fired my gardener. I'm my own gardener. Yeah, it gets a lot, a lot of work. But you, no, that's a that's a different a topic for a different day. No, I mean, can I can I say something about yeah, gardeners? Yeah. Be your own gardener. You can do a lot of stuff. Oh, you no. can make it look nicer. I'm not a big fan of gardeners. I mean, I am. I used to do my gardening when I first bought my house, but because it's such a big yard, it would take me three days to do the yard by myself. You know, one day I would do the front, right, right, the right. edges. The other day I would do the the backyard. It's like I said, no. But you're married, no? Well, yeah, but. So what does that have to do with it? That's my therapy outside, gardening. <laughs> I kitchen out my front yard. You see my yard. It's not that my front yard. It's not yeah. that big. But you make it a, a, like a three-day tour. Sure. Like three hours. It takes me three hours to yeah. do it. Just to get away from your wife. That's a whole different issue. I don't say get away from her. I'm just saying that's <laughs> your therapy. If you need therapy, therapy. therapy, if you need therapy, then that's the, that's the, my self-care. My self-care don't care. I'm gonna stop You I don't know, but hard labor. I think, but find something else. Read a book. Read a book or something. I can do that too. Yeah. You know, read a book and learn how to invest more money. We could teach our people. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. I, 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 I've got some people to shift some of their investments. Yeah. I don't know. You haven't convinced me about go, go cut my, go, my grass now. We got to show you results. Give me, give me. Or oh, you can come and do mine if you want. If you, if a lot of you need more therapy? I have a lot of grass. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> you I'll get plenty the, of therapy. I'll do the front one day, <laughs> the side another day, the back. Your back is big. That's gonna take me like four days. That's that's a week, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I gotta do it in six days because then I gotta do. Then when are you gonna work? That means I'm working from home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working from home. So I take advantage. Going your break, long breaks to go cut my grass during my lunch. <laughs> ah, don't call me. Yeah. So so those are the. It's going back to buying a house. So you know, don't worry about color. Don't worry. You know, right. roof. It gets expensive. So make sure the roof is at least a couple years that's, old. That's one one thing my insurance lady told me. She said, hey, make sure your roof is good. Yeah. Because if there's any issues, it's like it's going to cost you 20, 30, yeah. something thousand yeah. dollars. Right now it's about 20, 30,000. And yeah. if you don't have the money, yeah. Now, if 
the property is like a fixer upper, that's a whole different ballgame because then you're going in, but you're already expecting to buy the property at bottom price. Right. And those are the good properties because you could go in there and get something like, I, for a while I used to flip homes mm. and there was homes that we bought where like, I think somebody died here or something. You're mm -hmm. gonna find a dead person in here. Cause it was full of trash and graffiti and, you would go in there like, wow, I don't know about this. Uh, sketchy, huh? It was very sketchy, but I always looked at the bones of the house, mm. and we went in there, and we cleaned it all up, opened up the windows, changed the windows, and do full remodel. We made, you know, good money by, that was that was our business at one time, right. uh, by, by flipping them. So, depends on, on but if it's a first-time house, you don't want to go in spend six months in remodeling your house. Right, it takes it's, a while too. And it takes money. And if it's your house and you don't have that type of money to to invest in it, where are you gonna get it? Right. Yeah, so you have to figure that out early on. If you're gonna buy something, do you have an extra money to fix it? And if it is, how much money right. are you gonna budget? And that will determine the type of house you buy, where you buy it. One of the things that we went into was the mindset I went to and I had to tell my wife, like, hey, go into it with looking at the house to see if it has potential. Potential to me, like, if it's not what you what you want, can you make it how you want it? Yeah, Which, if you could change the colors, right. you could change the flooring. The key is the, the floor, the layout. Right. You know, because there was a lot of houses that I thought that were beautiful. Personally, I don't like houses that when you walk in and there's a kitchen. That's my house. Oh, good to know. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you walk in, I still like cocina. And yeah. we opened it up, you saw. Yeah, but that's me. Right, right. But yeah, you, you like that. I like to have the kitchen in the back, kind of very traditional. Right. You know, my house is very traditional. You got the living room, dining room, and then the kitchen's in the back. See. But, you know, I know the newer homes, the kitchen's part of the the main part of the house. Yeah. So it depends on, on your personal preference. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not saying you're, you have a nice house. I mean, I'm just saying, but personally, I like the rooms separated, very traditional. With us, we wanted to open. My yeah. wife always wanted like an open floor plan. She's the one that brought up the idea of open floor plan. I'm like, all right, so we tore down the wall. Well, we didn't yeah. tear it down, but we had somebody tear it down. In the kitchen, the living room. Did you get permit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, talking about permits. Do we get permits? Know. Do we ever get permits? Uh, well, the Rasa never gets permits, but um, but here's the thing. When you're buying a house. I don't think I need permits for buy a house. Mi casa. Well, I don't But know. the government thinks otherwise. You yeah. Know? But when you're buying a house, you should look to see if there's permits in the house. Because mm -hmm. I ran into people in my field where people buy a house and it turns out that the whole second unit that they thought they were buying right. or that the garage was converted, right, right. didn't have permits. And now here, they gotta tear it down. there comes a government agency like, hey, this doesn't have permits, you have to tear it. But wait a minute, I just I bought two units. Well, no, you only bought one unit. But they told me it was two, you know, so do your homework. Right. You know, spend a day, Go to your local city hall, building department, planning department, assessor's department, and, and get the records right. and see what's legally there. Now, if you find out that the unit, let's say the rear patio is not permitted, and you're willing to take the risk down the line, if ever you get caught that it was not permitted, at least you know, hey, I'm buying this with right. no permits. But that could be to an advantage. You could say, hey, you know, your patio doesn't have permits, I'm gonna knock off you less, uh, less money because of that. I'll take the the the, the risk, but I want to pay less. And that's one of the things we experienced with the VA loan. I think one of the realtors said, "Hey, listen, this house is um, listed at five bedrooms, but I think only three are actually, and the VA is not gonna allow the other two rooms. You might have to tear them down because wow. the VA is something that's strict with what they allow. 
I had a friend. Um, That's he, a big difference. Two bedrooms. Yeah, I think one of them was a garage, and I think right they converted something behind the garage también. And um, one of my friends who lives in Chicago, he went to the VA loan también. He used a VA loan. He's the one that explained to me how to do it. When they do the home inspection, there's certain things that the VA needs you, as a seller, to have fixed, in order for them to to uh, say to yes to the home. Yeah, and it's like. Which is good for you guys right. as a buyer because it, it, at least you're assured that the home meets the minimum requirement. Right. Yeah. For him, I think one of the things that the the, the seller had to fix, something to do with the window. I think something was broken in the window or whatever, like you got to fix that. And then I think another thing was like the water heaters, they have to, I think they have to be updated. With they like have to be strapped. Strapped to the wall and I forgot what other stuff. So those are things which are good things, right? For the buyer, for yeah. the veteran. Another thing the that the, you know, looking for when you're doing your walkthrough, I mean, it's one thing you see the house, and and you know, they usually give you time to go back and do a, a real inspection. Right. Inspection. Hire a professional, pay the money, it'll, it'll save you a lot of headaches down the line. At least you'll know what you're getting when you're buying a house. Um, if you're going to spend, you know, eight hundred thousand, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars on a home, you know, three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks for an inspection. It's well worth. At least you're getting a report of what what the condition is of the house or whatever is wrong with it. Because right. they're supposed to go under the house to make sure it's bolted. Uh, they would look at your electrical panel, make sure that it's upgraded. You don't right. have the old fuses. They'll look at outlets to make sure that you know they're working. They'll check your plumbing. What type right. of plumbing you have? Do you have the old galvanized? Is there asbestos in the house? Any water damage history? Any wa of water damage. So it's worth paying for that. Now, I know some time ago we were talking about buying a house and, and home warranties. For your very first home, I do believe that get the home warranty for at least two years. Okay. Three years maybe. And the reason is because when you're buying a house, as you probably know, you're going to do remodels. Right. You're going to do uh, repairs. And that's going to suck up your, your, your savings or right. whatever the money that quick, you had for yeah. that really quick. And if something breaks down that you weren't planning on remodel, what are you gonna do? Right. So at least for the year, two, three years that you have this warranty, they cover and they don't cover. It's like any insurance. Right, right. They'll fight you most of the time that, oh, that's not covered. But at least you have something that will help you to fix whatever needs to be done, like an air conditioner, water heater. Right. Um, I think the, the first year, so I think our sellers, the people we purchased the, the property from, they paid for the first year warranty. That's pretty good. I think it was like four ninety five. I will see. They top. They chose one of the best ones. Yeah, four ninety five. And then, I think within a month, a few months, we we had to um, have the AC. Um, they had to put some more whatever the hell they put it refrigerant, freon, whatever the hell. Freon. So they put that. That was like a seventy five dollar call. I'm like all right, nothing else is broken down in the house. Went up was following year, the the warranty company called me like, hey, do you want to renew? I said sure. How much is it? They're like this year it's six hundred dollars, six hundred, six fifty. I said, why, why? Why did it jump? They're like, well, the first year you had somebody inspect it for you, so everything's fine. We know what's wrong with it, but everything's fine now. It's a year old, so now things can go bad. Tell me, what if I get it inspected? That would be it. If I got it inspected, I, so would that lower the cost? I don't know if it would. I mean, and I think it would. It would cost a little bit more because now I'm adding on what three hundred dollars mm -hmm. for the inspection plus the six hundred. No, but would they lower their price back to the four hundred if you had gotten inspected? Then they would, it would come up, let's suppose, the 300 plus the four, what did I say? Oh, it would have still been the same. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, we're on year two. We had to replace one thing. That's another $75. So 
it's getting to the point like nah, you're, is it even worth it yeah. is it even worth it and or do I just save the money in case something breaks down which you should and right. that's what we talked about one of our last uh, videos where you should have a savings for repairs right. and you know for that those things right, especially right. if you own a home right so if you're doing the Dave Ramsey or following our our advice yeah you should have reserves and you don't have to worry about exactly in it getting that insurance I just think with the insurance it's like a peace of mind you're like eh, they'll take care of it for 75 bucks versus me having a ship uh, but you've only had li little stuff little I, things, I, yeah, yeah. I had friends who've had the insurance and their air conditioner went out and they had to fight to get it replaced because that's a four thousand dollar expense Damn. and say no it's not covered and it was a big hassle so right. you've had little stuff imagine little stuff, if yeah. something big goes bad you know one of my friends, I think their AC went down. They were looking to upgrade. I'll go see. It was like twelve grand. Yeah, it's like Fuck. that's a little expensive for for, for an AC. Yeah. Central. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's what they quoted. I was like, Fuck, that's that's, that's like almost for a new install. Yeah, I think they ha if they were gonna redo everything, it was gonna be like twelve grand. Uh, ducks and everything. I think so. Okay, to me, that's still a lot. Like damn, it's still grand. a lot. Yeah, I mean, average is about six grand, probably eight grand right now. Well, everything's expensive right now in construction. So, one thing with the VA loan that I wanted to add, también is the guy that did our inspection. I forgot what company it was, but I think the realtors, they had to pick somebody that the VA approved them. They offered us a, I think the inspection is like 300 bucks, right? I'll go see, and they give you a full report of all of what's good and what's bad and whatever. But they offered us $100 off. So for veterans, some companies will offer a discount. Oh, really? That's yeah. pretty good. So he's like, hey, you told us in our face, like you get $100 down. Now, did you get a, your house tinted for termites? I think that's part of the requirement for the VA. Oh, so you actually physically had it tinted? Uh, somebody else. Or they just did their termite inspection? They No, they tinted the house. They covered it up. Yeah. yeah I remember because we, we used... So I knew the house was going to be mine. I used to drive by pretty much every night to make sure nobody was breaking into the house. Well, I mean, before you close escrow, you know, we... This is something... You could drive through the day or... In, right. I don't know, unless you know the neighborhood really, really well, it's good to drive through the property in the morning, weekends, right, right, right. because I mean, in the weekday, oh, this is a beautiful neighborhood. In the weekend, it could be a party fest across the street. Yeah. So it's good to drive. So don't don't feel bad about that. Well, no, uh, I'm laughing because I wanted to make sure they tented the house. I'm like, let me make sure that they tented the house, you know. And we would drive by, and then it was looked like a circus because yeah. it all tented up. And I'm like, okay, it's part of the VA thing. They have to tent it. They have to have the house tented to for whatever termites, insects, locusts. Yeah. So they take care of it. I recommend that and. When we bought our house, uh, the first house, we didn't tent it. And, you know, they came and they did the termite inspection. They said there was a little area with termites. And they treat that area and change the piece of wood that was, right. was damaged. Well, a few years later, we started seeing termites. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because usually when you tent it, it's good for like 10 years typically. It? Yeah, it's about 10 years that that the, the whatever chemical they, they do, it, it lasts on the, on the home. Oh. So now I tell everybody, hey, you know, just pay for the tent. It's Your house is empty. Go ahead and, and tent right. it. Well, there is an advantage of once you move in, like if you have wood furniture, put it in the house and it gets tinted with that. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, yeah, you could bring termites in from the other house that you were at. Right, right. Yeah. So our, realtor, our real estate lady told us that pretty much every house has termites. She's like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I've never really seen a house without termites or termite damage or something. It's it's true. And, and well, here's the here's the thing. Homes that were built like in the 1900s, mm -hmm. the 
wood, that wood doesn't have termites. Mm. And, and it's something, I guess, with the quality of wood from back then, because I've, I've built, I've been in homes where they have additions where, where the, the, the home was built in the 1900s, and then they do an addition probably in the 80s. And the 80s, that portion's pretty much gone Dang. because it's eaten up by termites. But the old part, not no. a single termite. Hmm. So something in the wood. But with that said, a lot of the new wood, it already comes with termites. <laughs> when they were building houses, huh? Well, yeah, when they were building it, it just, I guess the, the, the trees that they use now uh, are not as resistant to termites, or is the termites are getting better at right. surviving. But yeah, the trees right. Most homes have some type of termite damage or okay. some type of termite, and especially here in Southern California. Right. That's a big thing. So it shouldn't be a deterrent enough. It shouldn't be a deterrent, but just be aware of it. But I would tempt it just to give you that peace of mind for right. the 10 years that you're not going to get, uh, have to do major repairs on that. Right, right. So. Okay. So um, termites, do an inspection, um, go through the neighborhood various times of days, right. various times of the week. Weekdays, weekends. weekends. We did that. Yeah. We would show up sometimes. I think we passed by like at 10 o'clock mm -hmm. at night to see the neighborhood, see any partying. One thing we, we did find out after we moved in, two things. There are like two homeless encampments near where we live, mm -hmm. and I never saw them, but now that I live there, I'm like, oh shit, that's where they're at, and one of my neighbors is really good, gave, gives me information. Around the corner from where we live, you can't tell, but he told me, like, there's a halfway home there. Mm. He's like, so, so every so often you'll see cops, but I haven't experienced anything there. Oh, that's good. With the halfway home. The homeless, yeah, I see them, but I'll... Most of the time, the homeless, though, they're, they're, they live in their own little world, and as long as you leave them alone, they'll leave you alone. Uh, yeah. You get that one in a million that yeah. they're out in another world and they'll them and their secret ghost or their secret person right, right. try to jump you, but that's really rare. See, see. Yeah. And I think we had, we did have like one incident. I was like, eh, not for us, yeah. but the other neighbors. But no, so those are good good tips that people should look for when they're buying a house. Right. Um, anything else that we should uh, cover and. Um, I think for the appraisal also, it has to be a, a VA certified individual. And I, what I was reading also is the VA guarantee, I think it's one of the, um, can get, get you really good uh, low interest rates, really good interest rates from what I've read. But obviously the better your your credit score, so pay off your debt beforehand, get yeah. your credit score up, fix your, your credit. Again, pull your credit score. You can get one free credit report a year. I, I think it's annualcreditreport.com. Yeah, it's from the different, one yeah. per year for the different uh, three ratings. For the three bureaus, yeah. yeah. And go in there and I've done some tricks on there before where I've gotten some stuff knocked off. Like, hey, this is a lie. And I think the companies have within 30 days to, to respond. To respond. If they don't respond, it's it got to be taken off, I think. So sometimes I would do that. Like, I would dispute it. Even if it was like two, three months before it came off, I was like, dude, th no, this is a lie. It'd get knocked off sooner. So my credit score would shoot up. But then I also started paying down some debt faster. And my credit score shot up again. So that we qualify for a much better rate. But then the sad part is the pandemic started. We bought it like one month before the pandemic. Once it started, then he started offering better rates. I think it was like almost like a 1% difference. Yeah. Now, there, I believe there's, there's good times to buy homes and, you know, I mean, you could always, it's always good to buy a home at, at any time, but there's some times where you get better deals. You know, when you hear, uh, people losing their homes and the, this, this is not the time to buy, you're going to get some really good deals. Right. 
you get home price, you know, because home prices are, you know, people are losing their home, which is sad. But at the same time, that's a time where, you, because there's so much foreclosures, yeah. there's a lot of homes in the market. You're right. going to get them really cheap. They're going to be ugly because you're going to be, you know, missing a lot of stuff in the like kitchen cabinets uh -huh. and, and so forth. Um, that's how you get homes a really cheap price right. or low price. Uh, when everybody's buying, like with the seller's market, and you're gonna be competing to buy the house, you're gonna be paying at the top of the market. I don't know, if it's your first home and you need a home, yeah, at any time is good. Mm. But if it's you're buying it for investment purposes, you wanna, at least I like to write it off, wait until the market is primed to buy, right. because you will get some really good deals. I mean, I, I remember when buying some apartments i know we we got five units for like really what you wouldn't even get a home for Damn. now and that's how cheap they were fixer uppers but you got them really really ch right. their, their cheap price so it's something to keep in mind when you want to buy a property when you start buying your rentals right right you know, just save up your money for the down payment and then that's what i say because with the va loan it cannot be an investment property oh. it's got to be your where you live where you reside so here's here's the workaround that people do and it the va loan is a lifetime benefit meaning i can reuse it 50 60 however many times i want so you could buy one live in it and how long you have to live there before you go buy another one i don't know i haven't asked that i think I it's usually like two years maybe i think it's usually two years where you can live in it but there's a workaround to that and the, and the, um, our lender told us what you do was you live in the house once you're ready to buy a rental property or if you make your initial home your rental property you have to switch that loan to i think uh, an fha or mm -hmm. conventional loan and now you can start again with the, the va with the va loan so then you can use the va loan zero down again for your next house can you buy an apartment building and live in an apartment for two years i saw okay so i was looking at that today. you can buy a, a single family home or you can four buy units a condo and i think it's a four or five units yeah, yeah. it's four four units or less in the real estate industry, they consider that still a single family home. It's not mm -hmm. a commercial. Gotcha. Five units or above is considered a commercial okay. uh, real estate. So that's when it's considered. So that's why they allow you four units right. or less. Also with the VA loan, you have to pay, I think, uh, obviously you pay for the appraisal. I think that's, I don't know, $600. I think the max, each state has they, a different uh, yeah. max, right? So with the VA, they, I think they can't, the appraisal fee can't be more than $600. And then, there's also, I think it's a, it's a fee. When you get the, the VA loan, they charge you a fee. I don't know, I forgot what it was. It's not a lot though. But it's to kind of keep the the, uh, the amounts down for taxpayers. So the taxpayer amount will be down because we're paying. Now the VA loan, it. is that typical like a regular loan, 30 years, 15 years, or or is it a standard number of years? I think you can do both. The oh, 15 so and the 30. 30. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a, it's a good deal. Yeah, you should take advantage of it if you can. I took advantage. But yeah, definitely good. take advantage. But now, I mean, now, well, because you can only do one loan—the home you're living in. Because right. in the conventional side, most banks only allow an, an 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 individual to have not more than five loans. After five loans, they'll start denying you. Hmm. So, like, you want to buy for those people who want to buy investment properties and 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 flip and right. yeah, once you get to five loans, they, no, you can't. You 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 got too many loans on you. Too many out of them. I don't know why, but 
So then you start looking at jumbo loans, you start looking at uh, blanket loans where you're combining properties. And so that's why you have to get a little creative. That sounds expensive. Uh, uh, but if they're investment property, they're investment they property, shouldn't be. Yeah, they shouldn't be. Covering it up. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, I think we would, did we miss anything that about buying a home? I think we covered, you know, neighborhoods, we covered what they look for, what to, the experience. Pay down debt. Pay down debt. Now, as far as the real estate agents go, the sellers have their agents, right? They're right. the ones that pay the commission for the agent to, to sell the home. Or, and they usually share that with the buyer agent. Right. Some people, you could use a strategy where you could, Go to the, like if there's a home that you really want and you want to know, like especially like right now when the market is, everybody's fine for it. One strategy, which I had told a friend is like, if you really want the home, don't get a, don't get your own agent, use a seller agent. I've heard about because that. Because they double dip right, right. and they will help you. But you have to know what your price is and what you're willing to, you, you got to know your, your homework on the property. Right. They're going to be for the seller not for the buyer. But you could use that to your advantage because you'll—they're going to want to make the sale for the double, the double dip. Exactly. Um, but if it's if it's a home that that you well maybe, yeah, you want somebody to represent you. Get right. your own, you know, agent since you're not going to pay for it. And I don't think a lot of people take advantage of that of knowing that you can go to the seller's agent mm -hmm. and be like, hey, can you you know can you represent both of us? Because they get what like maybe like six percent. Typical real estate agent is five or six percent. So. Uh, and and the the broker's offices that's what they charge and then they split that commission between if it's two offices right. typically in half right so if it's six percent three percent from one office three percent in the other and then from that three percent the broker or the business owner of the real estate agent they get at least one or two percent and then the agent gets whatever's left over damn so you know, everybody gets a cut the, the boss and then they get the, the cut but you're cut. looking at you know you know, eight hundred thousand, a million dollars right now in most areas. Yeah, well, yeah. Four hundred in the hood. Um, you know, hey, three percent of four hundred thousand is still quite it's a bit. Good money. Yeah, uh, this is a one home. Uh, just one home. Not, and they're representing a bunch of other homes. Yeah, good there. agents will sell at least one or two homes a month. Damn, you know, a real good agent. You know, so Shit. do the math. I'm in the wrong business. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Honest, you know, just you know, to become an agent doesn't take much you know you take the test right. a couple classes and you're it it's not like a you know long-term degree that you have to do right. so a lot of people end up doing that and um, so there's a lot of agents so there's a lot of but there's no set schedule with the, with the real being a real estate agent. your schedule is typically when your client wants you know you're yeah. available you know weekends after work you know I was telling you we called our agent like eight o'clock at night I was like hey Rosa hey yeah, it's because of the, yeah. you know, and she would answer. She would answer. She wants that commission. <laughs> you know, she wanted that commission. She did a really good job with us. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what happens. They, you, they do a good job with you. You're going to re refer to somebody else. And, and she would refer to us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Referrals. That's probably 80% of the agents, they make their money on referrals. Right. So. I would do, do my research, too, with your real estate agent. If you have a good referral, use them. Um, yeah. I've heard some stories of people that had horrible experiences with, with certain agents, real estate people. And yeah. Well, one thing that, that if you're looking for a very specific area, let's say, I don't know, Beverly Hills mm -hmm. or, or a specific neighborhood, there are agents that specialize 
in that neighborhood. Right. So sometimes it's good to reach out, find out who's the agent in the area that if you're that you're looking for, who's the a- agent that is an expert in that area, and reach out to them. Because right. what happens sometimes, since they're known in that neighborhood, and they'll get listings before they even right. like, post it, and they'll tell you, oh, I have this listing coming up. Are you guys? It fits what you guys are looking for. That that's a good strategy as well. If you want to go in a specific area, specific right. neighborhood, find out who's the prominent agent, and you'll know by driving around. You can see a lot more of their signs, right. their faces, their on faces the- on, on the on the on, on the neighborhood. You'll start seeing a pattern. Okay, yeah, this this agent or this company, they're prominent in this neighborhood or right. this community, and that works really well as well. You know, I do remember our agent, she would send us stuff before it would, it would even hit the market because their, their company, whatever it is, they were the ones that were representing. Like, here you go. Yeah. Before it goes out to the listings. Public. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah. So that helped out a lot. Okay. I think we covered everything that in buying a house on the VA side and the private side. Private sites, just fill out an application, get pre qualified, uh, shop around for, for your loans. You right. know, where it changes or varies is on the points. When they talk about points, is like percentage of what um, uh, of what your loan amount. Right. So you know, one point, one percent. Usually, what happens? You pay more points, lower interest rate. Right. If you pay less, uh, higher interest rate, <laughs> no more points. So there's a you have to figure out what works for you. What you can afford to. What you can afford to on yeah. your payment. Um, now, one thing that I do recommend everybody. And I know I think I told you is if when you're buying a house, if you could do a one income salary, do it with one income. Right. And the reason for that is because if you have two income families and you maxed out, if one of you loses his job yeah. or one of you gets sick and you can't work, now how are you going to cover that mortgage? Right. If it's one person, well, you you figure it out right. because you have, you know, that extra income. You know, to pay pay more into the loan, it's hard, especially here in Southern California, to right. do that because the home prices are so expensive. But that should be a goal that you know buy a house that only the higher income person or the lower income person uh, qualifies because it, it will make your life a lot easier. And that's how we went into it. Other people have told us the same thing. You're saying try to do it, get a home where you can only one salary will pay it, and you guys will be yeah. good. And yeah, we were able to do that. Yeah, because what happens is. Uh, if you or your spouse is whatever the salary, you lose your job. Right. So no, no problem. Yeah. Not, not a big problem. If if the other way, if you one of you loses your job, well, you can't make the mortgage. Right. Then we're going to have to wait a year to get help from the And county. the other thing, it, it makes it more difficult to go on vacation. Because yeah. remember, this is a 15, 30-year loan. It's a marriage. It's, it's a marriage. You're committed to this. So if, if you know, you're hoping that your salary will go up with promotions and, and, and cost of living increases, but... Reality is you, you have to figure out, you know, you want to travel, you want, you're going to have kids. If you don't have kids, you, they're going to want things. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're paying more than 30% of your household income into housing, it will be difficult yeah, yeah. to, to do these extra things. You'll be, you'll be li- working for food and to yeah. live in the house that you're looking for. Yeah. And, and you'll be in pretty much a slave to, to the banks and to, to the 30 house years, they might for 30 years. Sure. The other way around, it'll be a lot easier and you'll be able to travel. You'll be able to buy a co- that co- nice car that you want. You'll be able to do the things for your kids. and It makes it a lot easier. Right. And that's you why I always recommend Get that stress down, yeah. Yeah. And that's how we're into it. And it's been helpful. Te digo, it's been helpful. 
Well, yeah. Because all the things you're mentioning is exactly like our kids want to go on. We want to go on vacation and this and this. And we need school clothes and shoes. I was like, shit, man, you guys ask for a lot. Damn leeches. But, but <laughs> <laughs> hey, you wanted kids? <laughs> That's true. Hey, it's only 18 years old. Well, yeah, yeah falta poquito. Or 20 something if they go to college. That's true. Yeah. What is it, 24, 26? Well, it depends on how much you want to pay. It could be all the way to doctorate degree in 30 years. Fuck. <laughs> That's true. So it's really up to you and your kids. But if you follow our plan, you know, we should have money set aside. You don't have to worry about paying for the college. So it will already be set aside for yeah. you. You're setting yourself up? Yep. For success. Yeah. Plan, plan early. At the end, you don't have to worry Pays about off, it. Yeah. yeah. Any uh, thing that we need to cover? I think we covered everything. I think um, so. Something will come up. Somebody asks a question, and we can just yeah. address it. Cuando. Email us, yeah. and we'll be able to, uh, you know, give you our advice. Uh, now, here's one thing: mm. buying. Over the years, I I've always thought like I should have bought income property first, in home ownership. You think so? I think so. I think that would suck, though. Well, you're already living in an apartment, so you're used to living in an apartment. Right. So you know, buy like a duplex or a fourplex. So you're already used to living in an apartment, buy an apartment, try to pay that off, especially with the income that you're getting from, from right. it, just pay it off. See, because I'm looking at this, you know, if I would have done that, paid it off in five years or, or eight years based on the income that you right. get from the income and your personal income and your spouse's income, if you pay it off in eight years or five years, now your income just, you know, quadrupled or, right. or doubled because you got the income coming in from your, your rental, which that will be paid off, to help you supplement to your dream house. Right. You get a bigger house. I could see that. That's the advice I'm giving my family now. Like, hey, you're going to buy a first house? Buy a duplex. Buy a fourplex. How many people have taken your advice? Well, nobody yet you know, it's because it's too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's too expensive. You got a point you know, there. Yeah. But that's yeah. my advice. But I don't know. It's hard to do, though. Yeah. It's hard to do. But I think, from my perspective, what you're telling me is like, it sucks. I'm living in an apartment while somebody else, but at the same time, they're generating money for you, right? Paying it off. Or maybe even getting like a duplex, triplex, you live in one, you se pagan los, yeah. the property with the other people that are paying for you. I knew this one guy who, you know, he he bought a house, but he was he was single, and he ended up renting rooms. And he had a, a rental in every room. Within five years, he had two houses Damn. paid off. I'm gonna try, I don't know how much he was charging rent, but he had a lot of people living in those rooms. I don't know if I would go that extreme, but yeah, he That's was able option. to. It's an option. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of different ways to make money, huh? Yeah. A lot, a lot. Yeah, you just gotta figure out what's comfortable for you. Yeah. But um, I think I think we covered everything that uh, leads to buying a home and uh, what to expect. You know, I don't know. Anything we, we missed? I don't think we did. I mean, something will come up at all. Yeah. We can address okay. that next time. All right, so I think that's uh, it for today. And, uh, and my little speech. Your little speech. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification button. And email your questions to yeah, us. Yeah, email your questions. Yeah, um, it's in our website, or it's in at, at the end of the video. It's the bottom. In yeah. the, uh, uh, the description of the video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so email us. We'll be happy to discuss any topics or any of these uh, questions that we missed. Follow-up stuff, yeah. Follow-up, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. See you next week. If you want to hear more stories like this, please click the like button and subscribe. Find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.